Hey, this is Thinking and Drinking. I'm your host, Bart Almond. Over the last 30 years or so, I've worked for major record companies, working with major artists such as Alabama, the Dixie Chicks, and the Florida Georgia Line. I've also been writing songs for the past 15 years, have over 50 cuts, two number ones, and made a lot of friends along the way. I'm going to be talking to some of those friends about songs, life on the road, and just life in general. I hope you have as much fun as I will. All right, so we're back with noted rock critic and my brother, Brad Allman. Hi, Brad. Hello, Bart. How are you? I'm honored to be here and be back. <laughs> well, it doesn't take much. <laughs> well, <laughs> I am excited about it. You were going to be here anyway. So just as by way of uh, intro here, this was another one of Amy's ideas, knowing that my brother Brad was going to be in town for a couple of days. This is our top five-ish Rush songs. And mm-hmm. this was a uh, while I was reading a ton of Rush interviews and watching a ton of live shows and generally mourning the man or the loss of a man I'd never met, Neil Peart. He recently passed away after a long illness. And... uh well, Rush, not including live albums and concert films, have recorded 19 studio albums, which included 167 songs. Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's loads. <clears throat> so this was quite a task, because in our lives, certain songs are attached to certain memories. Mm-hmm. So picking five or six or whatever is just really, really hard. But here goes, and again, um, for me at least, this is no particular order. It's just kind of a list. I guess I shouldn't even call these top five lists, but I'll think of something else. Yeah. But, uh, do you want to go first? Well, sure. Oh, and, and we don't know what our, each other's right. lists are, so we may have duplicates, but they also may be for completely different reasons. So Right. Well, I... I, I I appreciate you adding up the number of albums and songs. And I might add to that that, of course, all of those songs are three chords and all in 4-4. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Very straightforward. And uh, with uh, lush Mel Torme vocals and uh, (laughs) a lot of... Exactly. Well, I will start, and again, like, like you said, coming up with top five is... Very difficult, but here goes. Yeah. Uh, All right. Throw out one, La Villa Strangiato. Nice. La Villa or Via. I think it's Via, but I don't know. I believe this is all instrumental, no vocals, but it's basically a big extravaganza. Uh, I think one of the YouTube videos, or, or maybe it was Neil himself, called it a self-indulgence. It's kind of a massive self-indulgence. It's a lot of music. It's 10 minutes. You know, guitar starts, slowly adds keys and drums, and then goes into that, you know, that da-da-da, and uh, just gets more fun as it goes. Three different time signatures, 7-8, 6-8, and 4-4. Four, four. Um, everybody gets their share of solos and riffs, and right. it is so much fun. It's just a heck of a lot of fun to listen to that. Nice. Well, that was also one of mine, <laughs> and I just put, uh, I liked it from the live, my favorite version, 
was from the live 30th anniversary tour album. And I love the old stuff, and this song obviously takes us back. But this live version I love because I think it has, the I wrote down, the best slash weirdest guitar solo I think Alex ever played. And if you watch the film of that, he's just laughing at himself because he knows he's screwing it up, but it's so great. And like like you were saying, three-time signatures and everything. And anybody that ever says that these guys are stoic, written out, boring, math rock, well, those guys are right. But they're also so wrong. And there's a ton of ad-libbing in these songs, a lot more than you might think there is. So, yes. La Via Strangiato, I believe. So, nice. That's one that we agreed on. All right. What else? Well, I'll throw out... Uh, I couldn't pass up on YYZ. Of course, I was Y-Y-Z, mainly... YYZ, as they call it. <laughs> Yankee, Canadians. Yankee, Zulu. Yes. YYZ. Uh, I couldn't pass up moving pictures. That was really 1980. My Probably when I really fell deep for Rush. Uh, a lot of memories at that time. Graduated from high school in 1980. Started college. Got the moving pictures record. Uh, all those memories I spent years, literally, trying to copy and play every fill, uh, every drum fill. It was hard on a three-piece kit <laughs> with <Yeah>. no cymbals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Just the back-and-forth fills between the bass and drums, trading fills. and uh, The live version, I would say, would be my favorite on Exit Stage Left. Nice. 1981. I think that was probably possibly my favorite drum solo yeah. in, during that song on that album, right. the live album. <clears throat> Just so much speed and power that uh, I just wanted to... You know, it, it was before all the triggers and the brass notes, and right. which is also very, very cool. Yeah. But pre-triggered... That exit stage left... Yep. Yeah. Did you say that? Yeah, he did. Just a tremendous amount of power and speed to try to copy, and yeah, I couldn't pass up on YYZ. Well, I also <laughs> put YYZ in there, and I thought, mm. I know it's an obvious choice, but what a song. They go through four or five or six different themes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. I mean, that bombastic syncopated intro and those evil-sounding keyboards in the intro... <laughs> Then the big sudden stop, and then kind of a groovy single line riff, then a different single line riff, and then those disco chords as they head in to the roundabout solo sections, and on and on and on. Just what an amazing musical mm. imagination these guys have. And it's like, yeah. instead of taking two of those sections, or instead of taking the nine sections in that song and making nine different songs, they put them all in one song, yeah, which is just an insane thing to me. Yeah. So, yeah, that's YYZ. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go way back on this next one. This is an uncharacteristic song. If you had heard it, you wouldn't think it was Rush. I'm going with Rivendell. Nice. Way back on Fly By Night. And I fell in love Dang. with The Lord of the Rings. In late high school, I read those books, 
either two times or three times in college, all the way through. And to hear a song that represents and connects with fantasy, connects with the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And to be done by Rush, by all bands. And it's strictly acoustic guitar, Getty Lee singing. I'm going to have to go back and check that one out. I think it's off Fly By Night. Okay. Uh, but the lyrics are just, just nailed me. In fact, I had not, I will confess, I had not heard this song until after Neil died. I started listening to a ton more yeah. from the old stuff. You're not alone. I heard this song and I teared up because it caught, it just brought me into that fantasy world. Yeah. And connected me with the Lord of the Rings. And some of the lyrics are just so gorgeous. You know, the elven songs. Uh, I've traveled for many miles. We treasure every season and every passing day. Where the dark lord cannot go, this is the place to grow old until I reach my final day. I mean, it's just such a picture of yeah. peace, uh, healing. Of elvish Of peace. elvish peace and healing. It's hard to say. No yeah. goblins or orcs at that time were allowed. <laughs> no smog. Right. So, so that's. that's a good I just one. had to throw that Rivendell in there because it's un, uncharacteristically Rush and the connections with the fantasy and the Lord of the Rings. Nice. All right. I'm going to go to another obvious one because I think it's probably the first Rush song I ever heard on the radio. So I guess it stuck because here we are. 30 years later, but I'm going to go with Limelight. And I didn't want to, but I did. And I said, uh, mm-hmm. I chose the version off the live Snakes and Arrows album because the tone, they open with this. And the, the tones and the production and everything are just huge on this. And on the live video, it has the hilarious video intro, which all of their intros are so funny. Then it pops to the stage where Eric, Alex just smashes this huge power cord, and then he starts looking around for the other guys, and I don't know if they meant to take as long as they did, but Alex just has this scared look on his face, and it was so funny how relieved he looked when Getty hits the stage. <laughs> and then, of course, it's just it's just a great song. Yeah. And you know it instantly, you know that? That that riff, man, that riff just will last forever. I love it. Well, we must have came from a similar <laughs> mother or something because... Our moms are very similar. I would say Limelight definitely is on my Dang. list, too. Uh, yeah, you said, you said everything. I mean, just so many awesome lyrics that everybody knows. Yeah. Every time there's a live version of it the whole crowd singing along oh i don't even know what it says and i can sing along with it (laughs) exactly and it is a powerful driving song i labeled this song the ultimate drum lesson for me because it's in four time signatures and uh to play that and to memorize it and to learn it i wouldn't say i nailed it but i had i was good enough to at least have fun with it right and uh learning how to play fills and keep a beat and all those different time signatures. You can probably and, uh, fake it better than most of your friends. Possibly so. Yes. <laughs> yep. There's limelight. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a humdinger there. All right, this is my last this is my last 
obvious choice. And I just, I don't, I'm sick to myself that I did this, but I got to go with Spirit of Radio, which uh, live in Cleveland on the Time Machine Tour 2011. Mm. It's just one of the greatest riffs. Again, man, Alex and these riffs, it's one of the greatest riffs ever written. You just hear it and it just lets you know exactly what you're in for. And I love the production, which again, I think was Nick Raskulinitz, who's just awesome. He's a great guy. He did a bunch of Rush albums as well as a lot of other great albums. But this is an updated version. So not that they changed the song, but it just sounds new and fresh with new and fresh technology and and production and instruments and drums sounded better and guitar sounded better and Getty sounds better. And it's like, I don't know, man. It's just, which one was that on? 2011? Yeah, live in Cleveland. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So that's the spirit of radio. Well, is probably, it spirit of radio or the radio? I think it's spirit of radio. Yeah, okay. Obviously not one of my favorites. <laughs> well, you're probably going to be shocked at this, but... That's also one of yours. Guess what's on my list. <laughs> we do have similar mothers. This is my last one. The original version, well, 1980, Permanent Waves, I, I believe. But the beginning guitar riff is just unsurpassed in yeah. fun and original. And so tight when they all come in together, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I remember when I first heard it, I I was amazed. I, I said, I have to have this. Whoever I knew it was Rush. But Whoever this I, is. I've got to have this. I've got to buy it. And then the lyrics are so, it's a happy, oh, yeah. positive feel to it. Yeah. Begin the day with a friendly voice, a companion unobtrusive. <laughs> How can you not love it? Oh, gosh darn it, that just sounds great. And in the meantime, they're just ripping these riffs yeah. around it. And the instrumental... And then into seven four, and then a huge thick guitar chords, and there's this that funky little bridge thing they got yeah. going, and and echoes with the sound of what salesman, salesman, <laughs> salesman. <laughs> what what on earth? We've both up? been salesmen, and I don't know what our echo would sound I know. like. I didn't know someone would would write <laughs> about us so positively. No. <laughs> Well, that's good. Well, that is that is my list. Well, I've got a couple more. <laughs> yep. Uh, one of the last ones from Roll the Bones, which is an album mm. I love. The song is called Dreamline. Mm. And uh starts off the intro with this little chicken-picking melodic thing, which is just so cool. <laughs> and Alex is just the king of doing that, just the little single-note melodic chicken-picking things. And then he just decides, oh, well, that's enough of that, but I've got this 10-pound hammer, and I think I'll smack you in the forehead for a while with it. <laughs> so then it's just the full-on power chords, and away we go. And the lyrics, somewhat like the salesman, are just cool about a traveler, and I guess we've all been mm. a traveler, either cool. the, your journey in life or your spiritual journey or marriage, or just maybe you actually are in the car going somewhere. So mm -hmm. I love that. And my last one, uh, this came in really late. Uh, it's called The Garden, and it's on Snakes and Arrows. And again, wow. 
Nick produced that. And I never really noticed this song, even though I'd had the album for a long time, till somebody put it up on YouTube with a collage of pictures of Neil after he had died. Mm. And it really struck me, and now I can't stop listening to it. And when I think about mm-hmm. Neil, I'm not sure anymore what image comes first. The drummer just being mm-hmm. such a such a musical drummer, oh, you know, yeah. using the kit as a melodic instrument yep. instead of just a timekeeper and a four-on-the-floor yeah. big. Even though as a drummer, I never thought he looked super comfortable yeah. I mean, he looked, I mean, obviously what he's playing is supremely complex, but he always looks pretty stiff. Slightly stiff. And yeah. he, not a lot of movement in his wrist. Mm-hmm. Some, you know, there's a lot, a lot of wasted movements with his sticks, although that has nothing to do with anything. But as a really super musical drummer, or I don't know if I see him as a writer where mm-hmm. I quote unquote met him after reading lots of Rush lyrics and after his wife and daughter died and he started writing down all these thoughts while in the seat of his BMW motorcycle traveling Mm -hmm. here and there and everywhere. So I guess both, but this song now just kind of wraps Neil up in my head with a tidy little bow. And even though, I mean, they did put out a lot of music, you know, considering their 45 year old band put out, 19 albums and i don't know we're gonna we're gonna do another show about favorite live albums but and mm-hmm. i know i've got the number of live albums in there but they put out a lot of music man and i'm glad they did yeah they have a big place in my you know growing up and learning how to become a better drummer and appreciate more complex music but yet music that like i said people go to their concerts and everybody's singing along yeah with four four six four seven four <laughs> time yeah signatures and you don't get a lot of that i don't think yeah outside of rush but and three guys man three guys they put unbelievable amount of music together made a lot of noise for oh three guys gosh. especially when you listen to live records and i know there's yeah tracks and whatever but lots of a lot of dancing on pedals and when, like, Neil had the two drum kits that would swivel and all that stuff, it's like, man, you're just, yeah. you're, you're way ahead of anybody I'll ever be. I read an interview with his uh, tech. I think his, his yes. nickname was Gump, which I guess was the nickname or the name of a Canadian hockey player. And I'm sorry that I can't remember his real name, but he had a double bass kit and he broke the head the batter head on his Ooh. right bass drum Jeez. and he gump went underneath him between his legs and changed that bass head while they were playing. And Neil just in his head had to play all the bass parts with his left foot <laughs> while keeping the song going. But you just hear stuff like that. And I know that stuff happens all the time, but it has nothing to yeah. do with songs. But anyway, well, there it is. There's another yep. Shorty Show, the old top five Rush songs. And uh, thanks, man. Appreciate, Appreciate your input. Absolutely. That's a blast. It was a joy to go back and listen to as much Rush as I could absorb in the last few weeks. So, yeah, man. It's yeah. It kind of sucks that 
old Peart had to pass away for us yeah. both to do that. I'm sure a lot of people have done that yeah. in the last couple of weeks. But anyway, all right. See you, dude. Sounds good. Thanks. Thanks. Oh, shoot. Sorry. The garden was on uh, Clockwork Angels. My bad. Okay. Now, I'll see you later. Bye.